five, four, three, two, one. The Mysteries. The Mysteries of the Apostle Paul. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Ganaturo las puntos, ganaturo las puntos, español. I want to get right into the teachings and the language and the lingo and the utterance of the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles. Welcome to Connecting the Dots. Have you ever had the desire to really understand your salvation? Do you have a desire, unless you already have, to understand what should you be witnessing to people about when it comes to the church, the body of Christ? Have you ever sincerely questioned that? Have you ever had a desire to really want to know how to do that? Has the Bible been very complicated to you as a child of God? You get confused with certain scriptures. You get confused with certain doctrines. You get confused with certain verses. You walk your life daily and nightly like you really got a handle on a Bible. Have you ever been told or believed that the whole Bible was for you? That everything that applies to Israel, Old Testament, and the so-called New Testament Israel, is for you as well as the church today? Have you been told that? Or did, have you ever read that out of the word of God? That's a question we need to start asking ourselves. Very seriously, we need to start asking ourselves. I want to be for real with my listeners. Uh, I don't want to sound robotic when I talk on my podcast and uh, sound like I, I'm writing on a script or I'm reading some notes which is nothing wrong with that at all. And if a lot of people, uh, people that do know me and the way I approach you when it comes to a podcast, I like to approach you, like, approach you and talk to you like I'm talking to loving a loving family in a group session or in a cell group like I'm used to doing. The only difference is I'm so used to everybody else having an opinion or what they feel about certain verses or, you know, or if they have certain questions or what's on their mind. So that's very important when it comes to Bible study in group sessions and cell groups. Uh, But those questions I asked, questions I asked in this beginning of this podcast, have you ever had that desire to really understand the Bible? and understand what we should be teaching or witnessing to the lost world. 
what pages in the book of the Bible should we be going to to strengthen us, to guide us for today as the church today? What is the gospel of grace? Did Peter, James, John, Matthew, all the rest of the eight, twelve total, preach the same thing as the Apostle Paul? Have you found that in your Bible, this is something you got out your Bible, right? Or did somebody teach you that they taught the same thing, or you was never taught that, you just assumed that the whole Bible that Peter and the Twelve and the Apostle Paul all teach the same gospel or has somewhat of the same language. I've been doing a very serious teaching, important teaching for the church. This is for the saved. This is for believers only. Uh, you will get more benefits than anyone else, especially the unsaved, because of your discernment <clears throat> of being filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit. So you will get more of a revelation of what's been taught out of the Word of God. I try to help people the best way I can, as well as I help myself. I don't claim to know everything. I'll be honest with you, some things I might misquote and some things I will mess up on. But you will always get a sincere teaching out of me when you listen to me when I teach the Word of God. I've been teaching the Word of God several years, but I've only been teaching the Word of God uh, dispensationally or rightly dividing with about close to four years or so. I've been saved over 30 years, but I've only been teaching rightly divided, dividing four years. Out of those 30 years or so, out of those 30 years or so, oh, I dropped my phone. It's been a lot of error I've been teaching out of the word of God. It's not false teaching because false teaching is something that I believe that you do purposely. You have your own agenda when you when you do false teaching, etc. And stuff like that. That's the way I look at it, you know. It's just ignorance is the word to use. Paul mentioned ignorance a lot. It's ignorance, not knowing. Is a, a good definition of being ignorant, just not knowing. Uh, and according to the word of God, God wants us to be accurate. He wants us to be precise when we're teaching his word because he's a perfect God. And his word is always perfect. Not me, not you and I, but his word is always perfect. It's just the um, imperfect vessel like ourselves as a church that messes his word up. There's an attack on the word of God. There's an attack on the King James Bible. There's an attack even on sound doctrine and rightly dividing the word of God. 
within the church. Not outside the church, I'm talking about within the church. I can talk to quite a few people, and I have gave, you know, send my uh, my teachings and my programs out, you know, online and stuff like that to different people and uh, different believers when it comes to both of my podcasts. I don't distribute my uh, Bible study podcast like I do uh, Bible about Body of Christ Will Talk because connecting the dots is strictly for saved people. And I try to distribute it out there as outlines of learning how to understand the Bible, rightly dividing, try to equip my listeners to try to learn how to read the Bible so they can be equipped and be and understand their positions and their possessions and their personage in the body of Christ. So they can step in as ambassadors like we are called to reconcile the world like we are called to do. And the only way to do that correctly is to learn the Bible, right? Let divide it and be and understand what is your position and what gospel that you're supposed to be teaching people when you go out there. That's very important. Okay? Very important. Now, without any further ado, I just wanted to talk about that because this is my heart. The Word of God is my heart. You can love the Bible and you can still make mistakes, not purposely, not a lifestyle of mistakes, but you can learn, you can love the Bible. And I do love the Word of God. It has brought me a long way mentally. And I put emphasis on mentally. It has brought me a long way, the Word of God, especially... You know, since I've been learning how to rightly divide the word of God. Okay. Uh, I'm teaching on the gospel of salvation according to the Apostle Paul. If you've been keeping up on the uh, the series of the difference between comparing the gospel of the grace of God to the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Israel's gospel for the Jews and, you know, very some proselytes, some Gentiles, but mainly for Israel. It was born, it was created for Israel, the kingdom program, program which was prophesied, prophesied meaning it was foretold, it was predicted. I don't use that word predicted a lot, I like the foretold, you know of certain things that's going to happen in the future on the coming day of coming Messiah, which is Jesus. You know, they had to believe that he was their king. They had to believe that he was the son of God. They had to believe that he was their Messiah for salvation. Then they had to, they was under a conditional salvation, which they had to go through water, water baptisms, and they had to follow the law and different things like that. And they had to, you know, Obey the law in the way, uh, uh, in the way that they had to have certain sacrifices and stuff like that to purge them from the sins they have committed previously. That's all under the law, and it's all under the kingdom program, which is for Israel. So the salvation uh, for Israel back then, the time passed as the gospel of the great. I mean, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And I've done some teaching on that. You know, you can uh, go back and just listen to those teachings. I think it will enlighten you and help you to understand, you know, on that 
those little teachings on there. But right now, I'm teaching on the gospel of the grace of God. And I want you to look at the language of the Apostle Paul. That's very important to understand his language. What do you mean by language, Joe? His doctrine. What did Paul teach? And Paul calls it sound doctrine. He talks about that in Titus and also in First and Timothy, First and Second Timothy, sound doctrine. But Paul's language is filled with mysteries, like no other apostle. Hidden wisdom. That's a definition, good definition of the mysteries. Secret is a good definition of the mystery. Paul was told a secret. He was revealed a secret. Jesus revealed a secret to Paul that I, uh, I got this from Trey Searcy, one of my radio teachers, the other side of the cross and uh, the broadness of the cross. And I have a little book here, you know, uh, The Preaching of the Cross by John and Laurie Verstigen. I've done a little teaching and a little series way last year sometimes when I really started doing uh, Rightly Dividing. I'm going to be reading a few things out of their book as well through the series. And because uh, they have a, a deeper study and a deeper enlightenment about, you know, the preaching of the cross, which I'm going to get into as well. But what I want to continue in right now, I want to hit some more scriptures concerning the mysteries of Paul. I uh, went to certain scriptures. I don't know how far I went. I have to go back to uh, to finish that off, you know, or I have to just piggyback on what I left off on. But I want to talk about the mysteries of, of Paul. Uh, it was eight different type of maybe seven to eight different type of mysteries that was revealed to the Apostle Paul. And I'm going to read those off. Uh, but to catch back up, you just have to go to my last uh, audio teaching on um, the mysteries of Paul. But this is just a follow up on that. And then I have some other, you know, scriptures. There's going to be a lot of verses and a lot of a lot of verses that I want you to go to because, you know, and this still does not reach the surface of the teaching, the teachings of Paul and the gospel of the grace of God. So without further ado, I'm going to go through seven mysteries. It's probably more, but seven mysteries. Mystery meaning hidden wisdom. Why you call it hidden? Because it was never revealed to no one else but the apostle Paul. It was hidden in God. God kept it hidden before the foundation of the world. Let me repeat this. God kept this mystery that he revealed to Paul through Jesus Christ, heavenly ministry, before the foundation of the world was created. Before even creation, God had this hid in him. Okay? So it's nothing that he just brought up all of a sudden. He had it hidden in him before the foundation of the world. And that's what the scripture says, before the foundation of the world. And it was only revealed to one person. I'm trying to give you a picture, understand it, make it basic. It's not nothing hard to figure out. 
But if you got a traditional type of thinking, it's hard to grasp for the believers. He revealed these secrets to the Apostle Paul. And the reason he never let it be known to no one else because he did not want the enemy, which is Satan, and the principalities, you know, in the heavenly realms to know what was going on. So he kept it from Satan. I'm going to uh, go to some scriptures to prove that. That's why he kept it hidden. It was only revealed to Paul. It was never revealed Satan or no other apostles or the past saints or the past prophets knew nothing about the body of Christ. Never mentioned in time past. None of that. It was unsearchable. It's called the unsearchable riches of Christ. That's what the apostle Paul called his gospel. He says it's my gospel. Okay, so, and I, and I hit on that, why Paul calls it my gospel. The reason he says my gospel, not out of arrogance and not being, uh, you know, braggadocious or anything like that. He calls it my gospel because it's the gospel that was only revealed to him. So it has nothing to do with arrogance. It has nothing to do with him being proud, but it was the it was the gospel, this gospel of the gospel of the grace of God, this hidden wisdom of sound doctrine was only revealed to the apostle Paul. That's why he says it's my gospel, meaning it's different than the kingdom gospel. It's not the same. It's different gospels in the Bible. Like I said, about four of them, the glorious gospel, the everlasting gospel, which is preached in the book of Revelation by an angel. And then you got the, uh, you know, you got the kingdom gospel and the gospel of the grace of God. This gospel right here was only revealed to the Apostle Paul, the gospel of the grace of God, which we are under today, which is the only way to be saved today, the gospel of the grace of God. Okay, you got that? All right, let's let's go to seven different type of mysteries that Paul talks about, and we're going to read them. So get ready if you have your Bible, preferably the King James. I know I keep saying that, because, but I want you all to become King James Bible James Bible readers. There's nothing mandatory, but I think you'll get a better you know, understanding out of the word of God with the King James Bible. It's my opinion because I believe the King James Bible is the preserved word of God. I really believe that, you know. So let's go to 1 Timothy 3 and 16. We talked about the mysteries and you have a definition what the mysteries is all about. You understand now that mysteries mean hidden wisdom because it was told, it was explained in the Bible when I read that in my previous audios. You must go back to those audios. Okay. So, you know, it's unsearchable riches as well. Okay. You understand the mysteries that was revealed to Paul. Mystery means secret. Mystery also means hidden wisdom. That means it was revelations that no one else knew about it, but God. That was revealed to the Apostle Paul. Mystery also means secret. So you know that much now. All right. So always remember that. Now, let's talk about different examples of a mystery that was never revealed to no one else in the Bible, only to Paul. This is one of them. Mystery one is called the mystery of godliness. Now, it's not in this order. 
I talked about other mysteries, but it's not in this order. I'm just letting you know the, the seven different type of mysteries and the teachings of Paul, only revealed to the Apostle Paul, you know, to the body of Christ. The mysteries of gospel, I mean, godliness. Let's go to 1 Timothy 3.16. Get ready to turn some scriptures. 1 Timothy 3.16, okay? Now, I'm doing this because, remember, I'm trying to get you, let you see the difference between the language and the teachings of the two programs, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God. If you're following along in your Bible, if you have the correct Bible, and you're following along in your Bible, you're going to see the distinct difference in these teachings, you know, and it's meant to be that way because they're not the same. They're, they're not the same. All right. First Timothy. Okay, 3 and 16. And it reads, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh through Jesus. That's what it means when it says God was manifested in the flesh. God made himself known in the person of Jesus Christ. Remember, God is invisible. He's all-powerful, omnipresent, and omniscient. You can't find it in the Bible, but that's just uh, the different attributes of God and his power. God used the body of Jesus Christ to manifest himself, to create the earth. God worked it through Jesus Christ, so God showed himself through the body of Jesus Christ. He That's what it means right here when Paul says, the mystery of godliness is God manifest himself in the flesh. He said, God never came down in the flesh. Yes, he has, but you, the tradition got you confused. God came down in the flesh because in his son, God the son, through Jesus Christ. This is what this verse is talking about. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Now, when did God preached to the Gentiles. Think about that. When did God preach to the Gentiles? It says right here, this is the mystery of godliness. This was a mystery revealed to the Apostle Paul, only the Apostle Paul, the mystery of godliness. God was manifesting in the flesh. He was made known in the flesh through Jesus Christ. You got that right now. That's what the, that's what Paul mean by that. He was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into his glory. Now, yes, Jesus came ministering and preaching to the Israel. To Israel. But also the Gentiles, also a few of them got saved through believing what Israel believed. You had a few proselytes, you just had a few of them. The lady in uh, Matthew 15 and 24, then you had the Roman centurion. Now, I'm not saying he's talking about this one. I had to do more search research of it because I don't understand exactly what he means right here. And I like to be honest with my listeners. But it said, preached unto, he, preached unto the Gentiles and believed on in the world. Preached unto the Gentiles. So the word was getting out there about what he was doing, not for their salvation, but I guess they understood 
you know, about, you know, the things that was going on with the Messiah. That's just my definition of that. Okay. That's going to take another study on that I will have to do. All right. But what I want you to look at is the mystery of godliness. That's one of the mysteries that was only revealed to the Apostle Paul, the hidden wisdom. Let's go to another. Let's go to Ephesians. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's go to uh, another mystery. The blindness of Israel. You, let's go to Romans 11, 25 to 26. So take your Bible back. Let's go to Romans. Very powerful uh, teaching right here. And I think a lot of churches have ignored this or they got an understanding of it or they just cannot comprehend it. It took me a while to comprehend it, but it's plain and simple of what it's saying. But I'm not here to talk, to teach on that, the whole book of Romans 11, which is worth teaching. Because when you leave Romans 8, remember, when you get into Romans 9 and 11, etc., up there, Paul is dealing with Israel and Israel being disobedient and his love for Israel. He prays that they come back. Let's start with 11. Let me let you know what I would let, uh, try to give you an idea what I'm talking about. Now, this is Paul. Paul says in Romans 11, I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid. Remember, God forbid me, of course not, or no, he has not. For I am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, the, of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse 2 says, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What do you mean by which he foreknew? Which he called which he created that nation. He foreknew. He made that nation. He brought them through Abraham, you know, the Gentile. God hath not cast away his people Israel, which he foreknew. What ye not, what the scripture said in Elijah, don't you remember what the, uh, the uh, scripture says, in the, uh, said when Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets. And dig down nine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. Verse 4 says in 11, But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. God, now, grace. God always poured down his grace. But the way he used it around is not the same like this today. But it's still grace. All through the Bible is God's grace, period. So God always poured down his grace on the earth, Jews and Gentiles. He always poured down his grace. Now, I went there to go here <clears throat> to talk about the mystery. The blindness of Israel. Let's go to Romans 11, 25 and 26. Let's go ahead. And I read that to let you understand God has not given up on Israel. That's just a little peek. And that's just little footnotes of showing how God is going to always be with Israel. But things just has been postponed for Israel. Let's go to 25 and 26 of Romans 11. 25 and 26. Now, a lot of you probably never heard this before, but it's always been in your Bible. You know, because you never heard of it does not mean it's not true and it's not in the Bible. You heard the term that Israel's program was postponed. 
the kingdom program was postponed. These are the verses that's telling you that, that tells us that. This is only, you will only get this out of the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Why? Because it was hidden. It was never explained back then. This is the door opener. And this is the reason why Gentiles, we are able to be saved today because of the disobedience and the fall of Israel. Let me say this again. Say this again. Repeat myself. Very important. The only reason we are able to be saved today in this way is because of the disobedience and the unbelief of Israel. Don't y'all notice the noise I was come when I start? It was quiet. It never fails. The noise come when I start reading the Bible. Hmm. I know I keep saying that, but it never fails. And I try to read the Bible and teach you guys. A lot of noise coming because I'm not in a real secluded place. It was very quiet before I started. I even watched a movie, the new Batman movie, which was kind of garbage to me. Well, anyway, the new Batman movie. And it was quiet watching that movie. But the minute I get to reading the word of God, you start hearing loud cars and all kind of stuff. Hmm, something is to that. All right. 11... 25 and 26. Let's go there. This is another mystery. All right. For I will not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant. This is Paul mentioning ignorance. Ignorant means not knowing. Not knowing. Now, who is he talking to? He's talking to the Gentiles and some Jews. He's talking to both. Gentiles and some Jews because this is one, this is one of his early books, you know, before he went to prison. Like I always say, Ephesians, often say Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Titus, and 1st and 2nd Timothy, etc. Not 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, let me correct myself, but 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus are more advanced. You know, uh, Titus and 1st and 2nd Timothy is more like a somewhat of a pastoral book. You know, it's more advanced. It's for leaders. It's the same. And the, uh, the other epistles is strictly to the body of Christ. Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, etc. Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians and, and those. And uh, Romans and um, not Acts, Acts is not a doctrinal book. But Romans and 1st and 2nd Corinthians is some of his earlier teachings. And this is one of his earliest teachings. Okay. Romans 11. This is the fall of Israel. The postponement. For I will not... Brethren, that I will not have you ignorant, brethren, of this mystery. See, this is hidden. This is a mystery. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part is happened to Israel. Now, he said blindness. What do you mean by that? He's going to explain. The Bible explains itself. Blindness has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Now, remember, the fullness of the Gentiles mean to tell the, everybody, every Gentile is in the body of Christ. And only God knows when it's full. Man does not know. I don't care who they think they are. Man does not know the fullness of the Gentiles. God only knows when all the body of Christ is full with enough Gentiles to then the capture the weight of the church is going to happen. Okay. 26. And so all Israel shall be saved. Remember, Israel's salvation is national. Okay, let me just repeat that. Very important. The salvation of Israel is like a group. Their salvation is future and is national. It's not individual like the body of Christ. The body of Christ is one with Jesus Christ. Israel is a nation. 
They was under covenants and they was under promises. So their salvation is national. Okay. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion a deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Remember, Jacob is Israel. Israel is Jacob. When Jacob wrestled with that angel and the angel struck him in his side and his hip and everything. And uh, Jacob wilded with the lip because of his wrestling and his belief. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Jacob means the supplanter. Or some people might say the conniver or whatever like that. But Jacob is Israel. Remember that Jacob is Israel. So Jacob is Israel. Jacob is Israel. And Israel is Jacob. 27. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Also future. This is all a hidden mystery. Also future. Listen to this again. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Let's read it from 26. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Now, I'm not going to do a teaching on this because I just want you to see the word mystery. It's very important that you read this yourself. As well, because this is talking about the fall of Israel, the postponement. That's why many people, many churches believe that we are replacement Israel. We are spiritual Israel. You, you probably heard those terms before. A lot of churches believe that we are the new Israel. That's why they call they call it each they call themselves the New Testament church, and the New Testament only goes to Israel. The body of Christ has nothing to do with the New Testament or the Old Testament. Let me repeat this. The body of Christ is a different program, has nothing to do with the Old or the New Testament. The new, Yes, there is a spiritual Israel, but it's not the body of Christ. It's Israel. It's that new laws that's going to be placed in their hearts. It's not going to be on stone anymore. The Bible says it's going to be placed in their heart. See, all this, what Paul is talking about, what you can only get out of the teachings of Paul, is a mystery. That's why he told the Gentile listeners and some Jews, he does not want you to be ignorant of this mystery of what's going to happen with Gentiles. I mean, happen with the Jews. Then it goes further and talks about the engrafting and everything like that and how the doors is open for the Gentiles to be saved because of the disobedience of the Jews. All this was done after the cross, but it was only explained to the Apostle Paul. See, it's more to that cross when Jesus died on the cross. You have, you have churches that's Jesus, Jesus hanging on the cross. People crying on the cross. The Catholic Church crying on the cross. Showing Jesus on the cross. Jesus is not on that cross anymore, people. Jesus is in the heaven, heavenly places, orchestrating, you know, to the Father and everything about the body of Christ. All right. The kingdom program has been postponed. Read all of 11. Romans 11. I recommend you to read Romans 11. Yourself, you know. Read Romans 11. Romans 11 is a mystery when it comes to 25 and 26. That's a mystery. Okay, let's go to another mystery. All right. Let's go. This is the third one. Uh, <clears throat> the church mystery. 
Hmm. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 1 to 10. Now, the church is also a mystery. What church? The body of Christ. Not the kingdom church. The body of Christ is a mystery. It's a hidden, revealed only to the Apostle Paul. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 1 and 10. <clears throat> Let's go up some. Let's turn our pages again. All together. Let's turn our pages. Ephesians, <clears throat> excuse me, 3, 1 to 10. Let me get this out the way. I have so many notes here, which is a good thing, but sometimes I get them everywhere, and I, I have notes everywhere, little yellow stickies everywhere with verses on it and stuff like that, which is very important. You know, you have stickies everywhere, keeping up with the verses and everything. That's how I try, because I can't remember, memorize all those things. Some people got a photographic memory, like the old, remember Jack Vanapy? was into end times eschatology, outstanding memory. He could memorize verses like crazy. One of my old pastors in San Diego had a good memorization of scripture. I have it okay, but I need notes. I like to be accurate, and I need notes to go to the scriptures, okay? So that's not one of my gifts of memorizing a lot of scripture, so I need my notes. All right, let's go to Ephesians. <clears throat> Ephesians 3, 1 to 10. This is also a mystery. This is a mystery of the church, the church as the body of Christ, not the kingdom church, the body of Christ, by, that you will only get out of the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Let's read Ephesians 3 and 1. For this, for, uh, slow down, Joe. For this call, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Remember, he's talking to the body of Christ was Gentiles, mostly Gentiles. The body of Christ, until the capture of the church, is going to be mostly Gentiles because a lot of Jews are still in unbelief. A lot of Jews are still in unbelief because they're blind. Romans, remember we, remember we just left Romans. You go a little further, it explains the blindness. I think the book of Psalms also prophesied about the blindness of Israel. So right now, today, Israel is in blindness. Israel is not considered God's favorite nation now because they're being postponed. I know you probably never heard that before. So Israel used to be the nation that stands out over all the nations. But today, right now, Israel is no different than any other nation on this earth because their, their covenants and everything and the kingdom program has been postponed because of their disobedience. That's why they have to go through that seven-year tribulation for their last chastisement. But they will be restored. See, Israel will be restored. That's what I mean, you know. People gave up on Israel, said that we're the new Israel. No, we're not. Israel's program has just been postponed. Please read Romans 11 and you'll let the scripture speak for itself. For this call, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Remember, Paul always talking to the Gentiles. You know, he's talking to nations. Gentiles mean nations, okay? If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, to your word. Now, remember what I, I got to keep going what dispensation means. This is the program God gave to me for you Gentiles. Remember, Paul is the what? Apostle to who? The Gentiles. Okay. Verse three, how that by revelation, he made known it to me. Here's the word, the mystery. This is Ephesians 3 and 1. The mystery, as I wrote before in few words. Remember, I told you this before. Mystery, the hidden wisdom was 
mentioned it was revealed to me. Let's keep going. Verse 4, whereby when you read or when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Paul's knowledge in the hidden wisdom of God, which, which, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. Remember, I read that before. You know, I probably went over this on some other previous podcast, but it's very important when I mentioned the mystery, okay? Which in other ages or in time past was not made known unto other men or women. The Bible calls it sons of men or previous generations. It was never revealed. As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise. Now, what mystery he's talking about now? The mystery of the Gentiles should be fellow heirs in the same body. What body? The body of Christ and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now, he's not talking about Israel's promises. Oh, excuse me, I'm getting clogged up again. He's not talking about Israel's promises. He's talking about the promises for the body of Christ. And I like uh, what uh, Trey Searcy was saying. You know, I think that was Les Felder that said, saying, also, you think there's more promises besides the covenant promises for Israel. We don't have to try to keep grabbing and taking Israel's promises that God promised to them. He's still going to promise their future salvation and their future blessedness and everything like that to them and the thousand-year reign on earth in the millennium kingdom. These promises is for the church, the body of Christ. So let's stop looking at it like it's the same promises. No. That's another thing you must understand. That's why you, uh, I say sometimes all the Bible is for you, but all the Bible is not to you. You meaning us, the body of Christ. Okay. Seven. Wherefore, I, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints, and this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. In other words, what this mystery is, is the mystery of the church. This is the church today. What this church was revealed to Paul, the body of Christ, is a mystery. Only revealed to the Apostle Paul. Plain and simple. I don't have to read the other verses because I'm not doing a T-hole teaching on Ephesians. I just want you to listen to the word mystery. That's the mystery of the church, okay? All right. We talked about the blindness of Israel. We talked about different mysteries, okay? We talked about the mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3 and 16. We talked about the uh, the mystery of the blindness of Israel, Romans 11, 25 and 26. We just, I just read in the scriptures the mystery of the church, which is the body of Christ, which is only revealed to the Apostle Paul. You find it in Ephesians 3 and 10, okay? Those are... Some mysteries. Let's go to another mystery here. Okay. The indwelling in Christ. That's another mystery. And this is mystery number four. The indwelling in Christ. Let's go to Colossians 1, 25 to 28. Colossians 1. Let's a few pages over in the book of Colossians. Colossians the feature so close to life. I'm trying to get through this so I won't run out of time. Indwelling in Christ is another mystery. How we indwell in Christ. You never heard this language in the four Gospels or no one else. This is the language, what I mean, and the lingo you will only hear through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. 
This is the teaching of, for the body of Christ. It's different than the kingdom program. You will see that. You will hear that. You will notice that, especially if you're following along in your Bible. If you're not, it's going to go over your head. You're not going to see it. You go, the only way you can get this church, believers, new and old, is you have your Bible in front of you. And you follow along and you read over these scriptures. Or just read the books of Paul and then read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Slowly but surely. And you will see the difference. They are not the same. Okay. Let's go to, let me get ahead here. Let's go to Colossians 1, 25 to 28. And it's reading. Wherefore I am made a minister, same language as Ephesians, according to the ministration, the dispensation, meaning according to what God dispensed to me or the ministration or the program he gave me. In other words, okay, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Now, 26, here we go. Even the mystery, this is Ephesians, I mean Colossians 1 and 26, even the mystery which has been hid from ages. Here we go again from generations. Now, you notice Paul repeats himself the same thing when he's teaching the body of Christ. Remember, he's always talking to the church. He's not talking to the unsaved. He's talking to the body of Christ, predominantly Gentiles, the body of Christ. See, different language, different style. Different approach, different utterance. Why? Because it's a hidden, different gospel. It's not the same as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Jesus' earthly ministry. This is Jesus' heavenly ministry to the Apostle Paul. Okay? Same kind of language. That's why I said, listen to the language. Even the mystery or the hidden wisdom which has been hid from ages and from generations but is now made known to his saints. How is made known to the other saints? Paul told them after it was revealed to him, he, he is an ambassador. He reconciled and brought it to the church and now he's teaching the body of Christ. You see that? Now that's the, that's the church mystery. The church is a mystery as well. The body of Christ was a mystery. It's considered out of the, the top seven mysteries of the Apostle Paul. Okay, let's go to another mystery. Let's go back to Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 22 to 32. Let's go back now. Ephesians 5, 22 to 32. Reading. Wives, submit. This is another mystery. Now, this is the headship of Christ. This is going to do the teachings of headship of Christ. So I'm going to read this all the way through. I'm not going to do teachings, but remember, Paul's teaching with husbands and wives on here, he's giving you an example, a picture of the church. It's not so much of, so now, yes, the body of Christ follow these conditions when it comes to marriage, but believe me, this is not a teaching about marriage. I remember I explained it also in the book of Romans, Romans 7, but this is also not an explanation about marriage. It's making a comparison how marriage comparing a physical marriage with a husband and wife and the body of Christ, not the world, the church, how the church is put together. This is, this is an example. We follow the example of the church, the body of Christ, okay? In our marriage today physically. All right, 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Listen to this. Even as Christ 
is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. The what body? The body of Christ. You never heard that teaching in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John or elsewhere. This is only through the Apostle Paul. These are the mysteries only revealed to Apostle Paul. I keep sending this a repetition because it's very important you get this, to get this, all right? 24, therefore, as the church, which is the body, is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. The church, the body of Christ, as a wife supposed to be submitted or subject to her husband, the church is who? The wife, the body of Christ. Be subject to who? Jesus, which is the head. So this is an example of the body of Christ, not so much on the marriage. Yes, we do this, but the, the his demonstration, what is his example and his technology, he explaining the principles of the body of Christ. This is indwelling. This is our indwellment in Christ. Okay. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Okay. <clears throat> 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Remember, we're talking about the body, the indwelling of the church and the body of Christ. So ought men, 28, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. Talking about the body now, this is an example of how marriage is supposed to be for the church today. The body of Christ. Now I'm talking about the law of the church under the law. I mean marriage under the law. The church today. This is a different setting for the body of Christ. It's not the same. You have some type of principles, but it's not the same as marriage under the law that a lot of people like to run back to. There's no stoning. There's no penalties. And the body of Christ's marriage. But it is duties and things we are commanded to do. Not under the law, but it will only help our marriage. Okay. 29. For the man, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, even as the Lord, the church. Remember? Emphasis on church. Church, body of Christ. For we are members of his body, of the flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined into his wife and they too shall be one flesh. I'm going to stop right there because the next one I'm going to start getting into is the body of Christ. The term, the body of Christ. Okay, that's very important. You only heard that term body of Christ where? And Paul's teaching. No one else, and I'm going to prove it in the scripture. So stick, let's 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 get back to that. This is Joseph Brownlee. I'm going to get right back on the teachings on Paul's gospel and Paul's language when it comes to the church today. Is it the same as the kingdom program, which is taught by Jesus, earthly minister, Peter, James, John, and the rest of the apostles? Hmm, let's find out. God bless you all. Love you all. Stay tuned for continuation. Bye-bye. Love you.